sharing some texts with my next guest, Anthony Chergoski, who is a political scientist at the University of Wisconsin La Crosse. Am I? Yeah, I'm up to speed. We can do this right now because, you know, it's my show, darn it, and I want to do it right now. Dr. Anthony Chergoski, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Good morning, Mike. Depending on who I speak to, so be prepared to get piled on. But, uh, you know, if I talk to Bill Fian, he's a traitor and the guy's full of guano and get him off the air before I barf and blah, blah, blah. Uh, followed by, I love this guy. I wish I lived in the district. I'd vote for him every time. He's trying really hard to shed some light on some of the baloney that's going on in not only in this country, but in western Wisconsin, like a 100 Somali immigrants being placed in Eau Claire someplace. And that's all people know at the moment. Do you know any more about that? No, I don't. Obviously, the migrant crisis is one that we're talking a lot about when it comes to the southern border. But yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from the Twin Cities originally, where there's a significant Somali population. And actually, I lived in uh, kind of nearby a large Somali community when I was in college. So I'm certainly aware of that general situation. But of course, right now, all the attention is to the southern border and the new immigration deal that was uh, put out by some senators yesterday and certainly faces an uncertain path, we could say, in the House of Representatives. Right. Well, and if you ask the leader of the House, uh, there's no uncertainty about it at all. Dead on arrival, uh, which is unfortunate, but there you go. Uh, and each side will then spend some time blaming the other for not trying to work together. And I totally get that. In Wisconsin, uh, you know, the Republicans draw borders, then the Democrats draw borders. Everybody accuses the other side of being uh, nasty and illegal and try to pull something over. So we give that responsibility to the Supreme Court, which is not the way it's supposed to work. The legislature is supposed to draw these borders, not the Supreme Court. Everybody knows the Supreme Court is somewhat biased. They won't be able to draw borders uh, or agree to borders being uh, uh, drawn by people that they appoint. And, uh, you know, there is never going to be a calm, cool and collected in the state of Wisconsin, at least not for the longest time. I, and I don't understand why the opposition, depending on where you stand, the other guys are OK with that. Fine. Get, a, you know, elections have consequences. Deal with it. And in this case, for the next 10 years. Yeah, I can't help but chuckle. My calm, cool, and collected might be the exact opposite of Wisconsin yeah. politics. It's anything but that. Yeah, the Wisconsin State Supreme Court has been highly political for quite a few years at this point, and that leads to a certain level of whiplash because you get some very conservative rulings in recent years, and now the tables have turned with the election of Justice Protasiewicz, where there's now much more liberal rulings, and no one sticks out more than this ruling on gerrymandering, because last week the report from the two expert consultants came out that made some recommendations, and those recommendations would certainly seem to favor the Democratic Party. Now, partisan balance was not the only criteria that the consultants took into consideration. There are a number of considerations that are relevant in redistricting decisions, but in a deeply divided state, Given the political divide and given the level of partisanship in today's world, of course, everyone was focused on the potential ramifications of these maps for partisan control of government. And things seem to be trending in the Democratic Party's direction. The consultants recommended four maps. They didn't make 
one recommendation, but they seem to look favorably on four maps, and all of those maps would be generally positive for the Democratic Party. So we shall see what comes next. This is not the end of the process. There's still a ways to go, but the maps need to be in place by mid-March for them to be in effect by November 2024. So that's roughly the timeline we are looking at from here on out. Well, and is the legislature no longer involved or since they called the Supreme Court and said, we can't agree, so you guys do it, and they have put forward four maps that uh, were were drawn by the appointees that they uh, gave that responsibility to. Uh, Democrats are okay with uh, well, the varying degrees of one or the other of those four. Republicans don't like any of them. So now what? Yeah, so there are two situations that could pause this thing in its tracks. The first situation would be an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. There are a couple ways Republicans might try to get the U.S. Supreme Court to intervene, but the most likely would be on the non-recusal of Justice Protasiewicz. They could say that given her rhetoric during the campaign and given the campaign contributions she received from the Democratic Party of Wisconsin, that she should have recused herself. The U.S. Supreme Court could take a look at that. The other way that this could stop is if Republicans and Governor Evers meet, are able to reach some agreement on maps that really supersedes anything that the Wisconsin State Supreme Court would do. But that seems unlikely. The Republicans passed a redistricting proposal, and that got vetoed by Governor Evers. Governor Evers certainly sees a lot of upside in letting this play out through the courts. So not a lot of options at this point for the Republicans as we get closer and closer to that key March 15th date or that key mid-March date. A lot of people, whether it's Joe Biden saying, there's nothing I can do, don't blame me on a border issue, or the governor saying, there's nothing I can do, don't blame me, pushing off the responsibility on another group, and then Biden or Evers, depending on uh, what issue you're talking about can sing, hey, don't be blaming me. They decided this was going to be the way to go. And so I'm just here to enforce that is not really the way to go, is it? I mean, is that what's going to yeah, happen I, in Wisconsin? I mean, you you nailed it, Mike, blame game, because yeah. in the absence of any in the absence of any major legislative developments, the blame game is exactly what we're going to get as we head towards November 2024. We see that a lot where there is a failure to develop new legislation in in response to some issue, fill in the blank issue. And then the blame game really takes effect as the parties and the candidates try to position themselves for the next election. Seems to be where we're headed on immigration. You mentioned that Speaker Mike Johnson says that the immigration bill is dead on arrival in the House of Representatives. We'll have to see if that is dead on arrival, period, end of story, or if this is part of a bargaining tactic. I don't quite know which option is the most likely at this point, but there are some real obstacles to getting an immigration bill across the finish line. But we shall see if there is any legislative achievements on that issue, any new legislation on that issue, or if this thing is just on hold for the campaign. It's on hold until election 2024, and then we go from there. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to watch and see how that uh, all plays out. I'm just curious, generally speaking, are you available the rest of this week 
uh, in late morning? Well, Mike, we are going to Madison. We're doing a little field trip to Madison on Wednesday. So so we're very excited about that. So I'm around Thursday and Friday. All right, Thursday and Friday. Uh, If we need to, I'll get back in touch. In the meantime, thank you very much for joining me this Monday. Dr. Anthony Chergoski looking at boundaries and, and what, pray tell, what could be, should be next. It's just a mess. And maybe that, you know, and the blame game continues. And so uh, we, the voters, I don't know. Does that fire up voters even more? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Does this mess? Do you, I mean, do you see this as a, a, an even bigger reason to vote for the person you like? Man, I don't like this guy, but I sure don't like what's going on on the other side. I don't like Donald Trump, but I sure don't like, I don't like Joe Biden, but... Uh, you know, I'm going to vote. How many people will be voting the party, even though they don't like the candidate, but they have to vote the party because uh, because the other party is screwing up their lives? Is has we have we gotten to that point yet where people will stop voting for the old guy and start looking for an alternative? But on that side of the aisle, huh? I don't know. Are we? Are we there yet? Is that a people poll question? You want to talk about that tomorrow? Let me know on the talk and text line 608-785-7914. I'd love to get your idea for a people poll for tomorrow. Sunny and 51 today. Sunny and 54 tomorrow. Cloudy on Wednesday. Rainy on Thursday. Cloudy on Friday. Then sunshine back for the weekend. Yay. Partly sunny and 40 Saturday. Mostly sunny and 37 on Sunday. Right now, downtown, a clear sky and 25. Let's talk about starter homes. 